Vamos. Welcome back to Ghostbusters Minute. Ghostbusters Minute is the fan podcast that chronicles and overanalyzes the classic 1984 film Ghostbusters Minute by Minute. I'm Kyle. I'm ready. And folks, we have her for one more day. I'm so sad to see her go, but so happy she's been here. Crystal Beth, thank you so much for joining us for Minute number 64. Of course. It's my pleasure, and we'll always have the memories. Like we said, we saved the best minutes for you because we know you've got the best uh, take on Ghostbusters out there. And uh, we got minute number 64 here is going to be a little bit continuation of the scene we had prior to this. But before we get into all that, in case somebody's just joining us here today for minute number 64 on a Friday, could you please tell the listening audience out there who is Crystal Beth and where can they find out more about her on the Internet? Of course, Crystal Beth is a Rhode Island born and raised comedian currently residing in New York City. You can see her uh, in New York performing her stand-up comedy or storytelling pretty much every night of the week. She does a podcast called Unlimited Lives Radio, recorded at the Cave Comedy Radio Network. It's, uh, I'm, I'm trying to do my bio off the top of my head. It's not working out so great. Uh, Unlimited <laughs> Lives, find us on iTunes. It's a pretty fun podcast. We like video games and comedy. There you go. Awesome. And I can attest to that. It's a, it's a pretty great show. So, uh, yeah, we, we really appreciate you coming on. We appreciate your expertise uh, as a comedy nerd and a comedy veteran. We really – and a New York veteran. Uh, we really appreciate, appreciate you coming on giving us a, your unique view on Ghostbusters. So. Of course. All I right. got to tell you, uh, I'm a little disappointed because we're recording this on Zencaster where you can put your own name down. But because, uh, you know, I, I forgot to put my little – cute and clever name down like crystal did as terror dog and Zool yesterday <laughs> today today i was going to be annette fleming uh and neither of you are laughing oh, oh annette from the party scene yes okay my new one for today if we had to redo it was going to be library ghost <laughs> oh nice <laughs> Uh, what would you have done? Oh, uh, I probably would have done uh, Shub or Zol, you know, uh, as, as Lewis Tully was talking about in a previous okay. episode. So. I love it. Or maybe Vince Clortho. Oh. As, as, as I called him up until I actually had to read the, the name Vince Clortho for this show, I figured out, oh, it's not Vince, it's Vince. Vince. So, yeah. <laughs> all right, well, folks, if y'all are ready, we can go ahead and jump on into minute number 64. I'm ready. Uh, all right. In the previous minute, we saw Winston and Ray talking about the actual literal biblical apocalypse. At minute 64, Winston finishes off the Bible verse that Ray was reciting about the actual biblical apocalypse. At 64.10, after a short silence, Ray Stance says, Judgment Day. Winston immediately repeats what he says, Judgment Day. At 64.13, Ray tells Winston that every ancient religion has its own myth about the end of the world. Winston laughs at the idea of about it being a myth. Winston asks Ray if it has ever occurred to him that what is going on in New York at this very second is the actual end of the world. At 64.25, Ray slowly turns his head towards Winston as he reflects on what Winston has just said. After a few more seconds, Ray asks for a little music and then turns on the radio as we cut to a shot of Ecto-1 crossing the Manhattan Bridge as the sun rises. And of course, in the background, we can see the Twin Towers. At 6446, we cut back to the Ghostbusters headquarters as a police car and a utility van pull up. At 6453, Walter Peck walks into frame and is handed a court order by another gentleman. And thus ends minute number 64. So we talked about it a little bit in the previous minute, but again, Winston is really the star of this minute here, having to tell, you know, uh, Mr. Professor Dr. Science, Ray Stance here, what's going on, what is right underneath his nose, and he hasn't been able to put together, that this is the actual literal end of the world that they're witnessing here, right? Yeah, this, this kind of reminds me of an argument between Jack and Locke on Lost. 
Oh. Mm. You know, where um, they just could not come to terms on the science versus, uh, I guess, spiritualism. Yeah, or... man of science, man of faith. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, and, you know, you see that in a lot of other movies and TV shows and stuff like that. But um, it's done. The oldest s- argument. Yeah, yes, it is. It, yeah. It's what it's, it's completely compelling and interesting and, you know, will never go away. You could, you know, do material on it until the end of time, as I'm sure we will. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's funny that, you know, Winston's saying this and Ray has that long reflection where he's just kind of you know, looking across the car. And, you know, we didn't talk about it in the previous moment. I'm going to stop myself in the middle of a thought here. Ray has a can of Michelob yeah. that he's drinking while they're driving. <laughs> I, I, so, uh, Crystal, off air, we were talking earlier about the fact that in Louisiana, uh, you were a little bit uh, uh, surprised by the fact that they, we have drive-up daiquiri shops here. <laughs> and I have to ask, are the, the drinking and driving rules in New York such that you can actually – the passenger can have a can no. of beer? He's <laughs> no open. No open yeah. containers. No open containers at all. Yeah. Th- yeah. Th- that was – you know, it's, it's – this movie – we were talking about in a previous minute that there's not a whole lot in it that really ties it to the 1980s other than little things like how much people are smoking or the <laughs> fact that somebody's you know drinking a beer while they're driving the car. Because drinking and driving, I think in the 80s, the interstate system was still something that was still being developed. And there were rural parts of America where – and I'm not advocating drinking and driving here, but you could probably get away with taking back roads slowly and having a beer while you're driving. But you know, this is New York. This is a city where you don't need to be drinking and driving. The person in the car next to you doesn't need to be drinking yeah. and driving, especially when he has an unlicensed nuclear accelerator on the seat behind <laughs> him. <laughs> I don't think that like two or three cans of Michelob Ultra is, is a good idea at all. Yeah. You know, yeah. I have uh, open container and all of that jazz. So I'm an Uber driver, and uh, I just started a little while ago. And uh, the first night I was doing it, I got an alert to go pick up some people. And I went, and it was like eight of these like sorority girls who no. I was going to be taking to Tigerland, which John, uh, excuse me, Crystal, you can ask John all about Tigerland. But um, here at LSU, but. They all got in. One of them tried to sneak in an open container, and I was like, I, no, I can't have you doing that. It's, it's bad enough already that I have well over the legal limit of people in my car. And they all started saying, oh, no, we, we got to turn around. We forgot our fake IDs. No, no, man. No, I've been doing like, this for an hour. Yeah, jeez. So anyway. I uh, can that's hear it. I can hear it in my head, and it's yeah. physically painful. Mm-hmm. It's troubling, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, uh, well, yeah. Well, as far as this as far as this minute goes, I have literally zero notes on it because it's all just kind of like character and you know continuation of the conversation we had in the previous minute about the end of the world and, and everything. Uh, you know, we do actually get Walter Peck here at the very end, yeah. stepping onto the scene. Uh, but other than that, I don't really have anything for this minute. Do you, was there anything you guys noticed as you were watching it? No, just, that just the. the uh, Guy who's handing him his warrant is like they were like, all right, man, you're gonna be in one shot in this movie, and that guy brought his yep. game face. He just comes over there and like throws out the warrant, and like, all right. Oh, he practiced it, that so many times. Yeah, yeah it was really it. authoritative as he like sticks his hand out there and hands yeah. the warrant over to him, or, or the court order. Excuse me. I, I couldn't find any info on, on who that actor is because most of the time we've been able to find information on the most obscure actors and little characters in this movie, and I couldn't find anything on that guy. So. Damn. Brady, it was actually Peter Boyle. No kidding. No, I'm kidding. It's, oh, it's not. I was it just, like, it, it, just kind of, <laughs> it just kind of looked like him. I was like, is that Peter Boyle? Nah, that's not Peter Boyle. He wouldn't be. He pulled you know. a uh, Christian Bale and lost like a bunch of weight just for – Exactly, yeah. 30, 30 <laughs> he went deep method for this. Yeah. Master of disguise. <laughs> uh, that's all I've got. 
Yeah, well, you know, since uh, we've got you on here, Crystal, um, let's just chat about who you are and what it is you do. Uh, I know you, the, you kind of introduced yourself at the beginning of the episode, but uh, we talked the other day about how you saw Ghostbusters kind of like late in life. You came late to this movie, correct? Yes. Yeah, and uh, did you think that it, it held up as a comedy? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it made me laugh the whole time I watched it, even then, so... And watching it with fresh eyes as an adult, it probably made me laugh more seeing it now than it did it would have when I was younger. Yeah. Did you happen to see the 2016 Ghostbusters? I did, and I liked it. I liked it as well. Uh, I don't know that it's I'm as warm on it now as it was when I saw it in the theater, but I, I feel that you know, um, it was. I think there were some performances and stuff in it that maybe. Uh, I, I don't they that would have worked in like sketch form that for me didn't work as well in like a two hour movie, especially Kate McKinnon's character. And I say I say this as like the biggest Kate McKinnon fan in the world. Right. But no, she's character. she's very sketchy, like not sketchy, like yeah. weird and shady, but she her body and mind and brain revolves around sketches and characters. So she right. as opposed to Rick Moranis, who mm-hmm acted as his character she is her character acting like an actor i guess maybe so it's kind of the she's coming from not the acting standpoint but the sketch standpoint yeah or Mm -hmm. viewpoint but uh i thought i thought that being said she was one of my favorite parts of the movie she made me laugh so hard and (laughs) i really appreciated that i loved sigourney weaver's cameo yeah yes that was was amazing Also, it's hard because Neil Casey, who uh, played the bad guy in it, he is friends with John. Oh, really? uh, I've hung out with him at parties and stuff. Well, Crystal, before we go and say goodbye here, again, we want to thank you. And I want to talk to you a little bit about um, your other podcast, Unlimited Lives, which is on the Comedy Cave Network, correct? Uh, Cave Comedy Network, cavecomedyradio.com. Excuse me, cavecomedyradio.com. So did you, or John, did you guys ever play the uh, 2009 Ghostbusters video game that came out? We have not, and neither has anyone else on the podcast. We actually talked (laughs) about it a few months ago when Ghostbusters Mm -hmm. was coming out because they were releasing a new Ghostbusters game alongside the movie that didn't have any of the same characters in it. It was a bust. It was a terrible game. Uh, But we talked about how we never played uh, the Ghostbusters game in 2009 either. Uh, it's 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 really cool because it's service. It works almost as like a third movie. In fact, I think that um, uh, Dan Aykroyd and uh, Harold Ramis got together and kind of worked on a script outline for it. So it kind of ties in this movie and Ghostbusters 2 in a way that they connect and make sense. Like the, the whole slime thing from Ghostbusters 2 turns out was actually part of the Evo, Evo Shandor, the guy who built the building. Uh, like his whole cult of Gozer and everything. So it's it was really cool. I, I think it's almost a situation like Ghostbusters the movie. It didn't um, uh, do the bo- the numbers that they were expecting. And it was I don't think it was a flop, but it did not make a huge and, which profit. Which is so strange because it had the original Ghostbusters in it. So it's like, hey, everybody, if you're, if you're looking for the opportunity to ever see all of these actors in these characters yeah. again, you got it. You got it right here, and it's pretty good. We actually, Kyle and I um, did a review of... Uh, a video that someone took of all the cutscenes and some of the play uh, from the game and made like a like two hour movie out of it. And it's pretty coherent. And uh, so we did a review of that as one of our uh, Patreon episodes. So if you're looking to like see the game without having to play it, which I don't know why anyone would want to do that, 
Uh, um, that's what Twitch is. Exactly. <laughs> I have a lot of people watch me play video games. It's crazy. I watch a lot of other people play video games too. I love it. That's what's so crazy. I've never been a big gamer, but like uh, when we were growing up, Kyle was. So he would go to play like, of course, it was stuff like, you know, Pitfall Harry and uh, <laughs> Castlevania all back in the day. Yes. But that was like, we would just haul ass into the room, sit there and watch him play the game. And it was probably more thrilling than it was to play the game because yeah. you didn't have the stress of like jumping over that pit of lava. Right. It's you like know, an interactive so, movie. You're like, go there, yeah. jump there, grapple, grapple, grapple onto that right there. And you can it's interact so with this awesome movie. But I mean, I also, I didn't start playing video games until the original Destiny came out. So I've only been playing video really? games for about two years now. Wow. I started wow. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised because you have such a depth of knowledge of them. You know, uh, having listened uh, to uh, Unlimited Lives podcast, it, you, you seem like you've been playing games your whole yeah. life. Yeah, remember what I said about how my addictive things come and when I find something <laughs> I like, I obsess about it? Yeah. yeah, so I definitely hit the ground running with that. And I, I don't have a lot of classic game training, so I never played the old school games at all. I'm very new to all of that. I've been playing on Steam and on uh, emulators, so I play on my mm -hmm. computer. Uh, but it's so stressful sometimes to play, and I, but it makes me love watching other people play. Like I said, it's like an interactive movie. So I can watch things happen and talk to people about how they're liking the gameplay. And Twitch is really awesome with that. I really, I love Twitch. It's such a fun thing. Cool. It's very cool. Now, if people out here are listening to the podcast and they want to follow you on Twitch, what's your uh, Twitch uh, username? My Twitch username is twitch.tv slash Ms. Sparkle Diamond. Wow, <laughs> and, that's a nice one. Right? Thank you. Ms. Sparkle Diamond. And that's, uh, I went to Alaska to visit one of my friend's family and his niece and nephew could never remember my name. They are, they were calling me Sparkle or Diamond <laughs> with my name being Crystal was close. So yeah. that's where I got Ms. Sparkle Diamond from. But that's also my PlayStation Network name. If you, anyone wants to add me and then just tell me who they are. And I play video games with everyone I can online because so it's so cool. much fun. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Crystal, thank you so much. This has been so much fun. It's been a real blast having you on. Of course. And, uh, all right, everybody. Well, everybody have a great weekend. Death is but a door. Time a window. We'll be back. Ghostbusters Minute is a fan-supported podcast. To become a patron of Ghostbusters Minute and gain access to exclusive weekly bonus content, visit us at patreon.com slash gbminute. If you like the podcast, then leave us a review on iTunes. You can contact us at ghostbustersminute at gmail.com and visit us online at ghostbustersminute.com, facebook.com slash ghostbustersminute, twitter.com slash gbminute, and look us up on Instagram at ghostbustersminute. Our theme song is Ectoplasm by Audionautics, which is licensed under the Creative Commons Attributions License.